Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. I just want to start off, you know, today's message, okay, by, I mean, the title is already up there. Uh, I want to start off with something by saying, you know, what happened to me this last week, all right? Uh, last Sunday, you know, after the service was over, uh, I packed my bag and I took off to Mangalore, all right, sometime in the afternoon because, uh, you know, my batch, uh, which passed out sometime like in 2004, five, you know, during those years, uh, they were coming together after, you know, almost like 25 years. All right, they were coming back together. There was a whole batch reunion that took place in our college back in Mangalore. All right. And um, I mean, if you ask me, was I excited to go? Not really. Okay, because uh, I have a lot of bittersweet memories, you know, from that place. And uh, I wasn't very, you know, happy. All right. When I let me put it that way, I wasn't very happy when I was there in that college. Okay. Um, Cut the long story short. uh, Dentistry is a five year course. I took seven and a half years to complete. All right, so you can imagine all the ups and downs I've been there in that college. Uh, the profs, you know, used to really put me down and really look used to look down on me. And I used to always make this joke, you know, and I still make that joke. Every time I happened to bump into one of my juniors or my sub-juniors in college, the way I would introduce them to my wife would be, you know, they were my sub-junior, then they became my junior, then we were batchmates, and then they became my senior. All right. So that, that was a story, you know, for me back in college. But I decided that I wanted to go back because I wanted to meet some of them because I had not met some of them for close to around 20, 25 years. All right. So it was good. You know, we, we met with each other. We caught up on old times. Okay. And some of them are still not changed. Okay. They're still pretty much the same. All right. In every way. Okay. And that was surprising. But, you know, we had a good time. And Monday morning, you know, we went back to college. Monday morning, we went back to college. So they had arranged, you know, like a get together with all of our old profs who were still there. Okay. And um, I know I'm a pastor and shouldn't be saying this. Okay. I was really hoping that some of them had died. Anyways, I, I didn't say that. Okay. I didn't say that. Okay. But, but we met, you know, with some of them and we were like getting together. So each of us had an opportunity to come up on stage and, you know, give an intro. I mean, it's been like 20 years. So what are you doing right now? You know, where's life taken you? Things like that. So I remember, you know, going up on the stage and I remember saying this, uh, like, I mean, I didn't really know what to say. I mean, what are you going to say? Like, I mean, you know, you didn't have a great memory back in college. So I'm, I'm standing up there and I'm talking to, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm just, you know, peddling for time for a little bit and our principal our ex-principal I mean he was a principal and I was there he was there and he's like you know take your time and I heard that as like you've taken a long time I'm like yes sir I've taken a long time when I was in college you know to finish my course and you know all of those things and introduce myself and it was good it was really good you know going to the departments you know which I used to be and to think that man 20-25 years ago I was there as a student and I mean it was great you know some of those memories were really great but what really stood out you know in that whole phase was I kept reminding myself you know like what kind of a guy I used to be back in college all right those memories started flooding back in my mind and I've, I've shared this many times in church before all right um, I was a messed up guy all right, completely messed up in every possible way. I was a failure. I failed my exams so many times. All right. And I used to think, you know, back in college days, I used to think, will I ever come to a place that I get out of college? Because it was that bad for me. 
example right i'm talking about nightmarish you know that kind that that it was really bad okay and i remember thinking back about those things and those thoughts i used to have you know back when i was in college and i'm looking at myself you know today where i am and i was thinking man of all the people that god could have possibly picked up in that college the thought that came in my mind was why did god pick me you know i mean i was such a loser i was such a failure i was such a messed up guy why did god of all the people that he could have picked up he decided to pick me and you know can i tell you this you know i was in college with all of my batchmates every and it it really brought me to a sense of you know a really overwhelming sense i was really overwhelmed by that whole thought that man what i used to be and god picked me out and man you know brought me to where i am today all right and this whole last week you know there have been times when i was just reflecting man what i used to be you know so many years back and how god has really lifted me up and you know brought me to a place where i am today and one of the thoughts that came in my mind all right which is what i want to speak to all of us today this morning is i remember you know when god pulled me out from where i was he didn't just pull me out he put me in a place all right he put me in a place and that's what that's the the place is what i want to talk to you about he took me out from that place and he placed me in a local church all right and i've said this before okay where did i find god i found god in mangalore okay uh, i was a part of the church in mangalore the new life church in mangalore and that was where i came in knowing nothing about the lord okay came in started studying god's word started meeting the lord started meeting with get forth a lot of god's people and i grew up and today you know where i am is largely because god pulled me out from where i was and placed me in a church all right so today's the message title today is why church okay now i don't know if you have ever asked this question sunday morning you know some of you have grown up in christian homes christian backgrounds i don't know if you ever woke up you know one sunday morning because you're feeling like really sleepy after a long week of school or something like that and if you ever asked the question today is sunday why do we have to go to church have you ever asked that question all right i'll be honest i'll put up both of my hands i've asked that question so many times when i was growing up okay we used to be a part of a traditional church all right and i never used to like to go to that traditional church well couple of reasons one it was really boring okay it was way boring two it was all in malayalam and i couldn't understand what they were singing what they i didn't even know that they're actually singing songs okay we would just stand up and i would just stand up along with a whole crowd and i would be looking like left right and wonder you know man you know my watch used to be my best friend i still wear the watch by the way but i'm just saying you know that's how church used to be and then you know when when we became teens and when we become you know young adults you know i remember the only thing that really attracted us to go back to church as friends guys any idea the girls you know i mean the only thing that we used to look forward to you know 11th and 12th was like man if there's anything else at least you get to meet the girls all right you might be wondering are you really a pastor <laughs> just this hold your peace okay i mean i'm just saying you know i've i've come through a lot of those things okay and then yes like i said you know i came to a place where i met the lord in mangalore after you know a very very long stretch in my college now I don't know what's you know the first thought that comes into your mind when you think of the word church. All right? Um church is like a building or church is a place that we need to go to and all of those things you know today by today's you know thoughts those things seems to be fine. But here's what I want us to understand when you think about a church especially you know when the early church you know the early church was started in the book of Acts. 
all right it started immediately after one major event had taken place in fact um, i don't know if you are aware of this event but this event is what you know all of our christian lives are really based on you know what that event was the resurrection of our lord and savior jesus christ jesus came back after he died on the cross and then was when the explosion i call it an explosion because you read the scriptures okay the first church had you know how many people 3000 people all right in an instant just like that man the holy spirit moved so powerfully there were 3000 people in that local church that started but here's what the people back in the day they understood when they taught about a church here's what they understood and here's what i want us to also understand this morning the church for the early people the early believers you know immediately after the resurrection the disciples the apostles it was not a building it was not a place that man oh man we got fancy lights we got good architecture no it was never about the place for the early church disciples you know what the early church meant to the early disciples for them the church was literally a movement okay the church was literally a movement it was literally a gathering in fact um i don't know if you're aware of this okay but the greek word for the word church in the new testament you know what it's the greek word it's called it's called as ecclesia ecclesia literally is a word that means congregation okay a gathering or you know a movement that was taking place it was never the word church in fact i don't know if you know about this okay i'm doing a little bit of history i get that okay the word church literally came from the german word called kirch okay spelling k e r c h if anyone german no somebody studying germany in german here okay the word church literally came from the german word k e r c h kirch and what did kirch mean in german it meant the lord's house okay and that's where we derived our english word you know c h u r c h you know church from there but i want you to look at the the contrast between the two words all right the literal greek meaning of the word church means ecclesia means you know a gathering or a movement whereas the word church in german or the word church where we get our english word from is literally the lord's house or a place does that make sense all right so here's what i want to do okay because many people you know i mean uh being in ministry okay i've i've over the years you know i've always told people just two things Okay in fact if you when we met the first time i'm sure i've told you this as well all right two things you know in a christian life you should never miss okay if you ever sat with me and you remember these two things is what i always keep emphasizing on anybody that i meet all right one come on anybody all right the number one thing which i tell people what you should never do is you should never miss church on a sunday morning now you be like how oh, yes you told me that yes you've told me that all right i always tell anybody that i meet listen if there's anything that you should do if you're in your you know in your christian life maybe maybe you're in a place man you're angry with god some things have happened you know that's really bad and that's really terrible for you in your life and you're bitter with god or you're disappointed with what god could have done but he didn't and i'm telling those people as well listen don't try to work up your relationship with god if that's difficult for you but the most important thing that you can possibly do in your life is try not to miss church try not missing going to church be there even if you don't feel like worshiping the lord even if you feel like man the message is super boring it doesn't matter listen just be there in the church all right that's one thing and the second thing i mean you remember this uh, keep asking you some of you all sometimes okay keep reading how many chapters oh thank you you guys remember that thank you so much okay i keep telling you guys listen make sure that you keep reading five chapters every single day 
all right some of you are honest some of you are lying or but it's okay i'm just saying as long as you got your hands on your scripture and i say this listen 5 is the upper limit try to make it the lower limit as 3 but somewhere between 3 and 5 keep making yourself rooted in the word of god all right now what i want to do today okay for the time that we have today i want to give you three reasons why i keep emphasizing on the importance of church why is it important to be attending a local church why is it important to come into a place where the believers are gathered together and you come together and you worship the lord the way that you are because one of the common arguments you know that i've often heard from people is listen i don't need church I can just be in my room and I can just you know play some worship songs I can read the word for myself I can pray is that not good enough and I'm saying that's good but that's not good enough and I want to tell you why that's not good enough all right so here's three reasons why it's important to attend a local church you ready here's number 1 all right one of the most important reasons why I you know it's important to attend a local church is the presence of god all right god's presence god's presence is found in the local church now you might be asking but pastor isn't god everywhere you're right god's everywhere okay and if you're a believer you've attended sunday school or you know you know a little bit of scripture you also know this to be true you know that man when i accepted jesus christ you know somewhere i remember reading that or i remember a pastor telling me that that you know the holy spirit now lives inside of me all right some of you have heard that as well now that's true as well so pastor now i'm confused god is everywhere god is living inside of me where's god have you ever found yourself in that place and i want to say this you know everything about whatever we just spoke whether god being everywhere he's there is god living inside of me yes he is so where's god he's everywhere he's living inside of us his presence is everywhere in fact um when i was preparing for this you know the word that came in again i don't know why but god has been like you know showing out you know many of his attributes last week we looked at a word i don't know how many of you remember that word we looked at the word omnipotence how many of you remember that it means he is all powerful all right few weeks ago we talked about you know the sovereignty of god which means what he is the supreme ruler of the universe all right today is a word i want us to think about you probably heard this word you know if you've been in church in and around omniscient have you heard of that word omniscient literally means that god is present everywhere so if that is the truth pastor then why 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 are we saying that you know god's presence is there in the church what's the difference i mean what's the difference now here's a word that i want to i want to introduce to you maybe you've heard of this maybe you've not the reason why it's important to come into a local church for the presence of god if any is the manifest can i put it this way is the tangible presence of god that you experience when you're in the presence of god in the presence and in the midst of believers and what do i mean by the manifest presence or what do i mean by the tangible presence of god you feel god and let me put it in a simple way that you know all of us understand you feel god in your senses how many senses do we have anybody six or five okay you got very sense five or six it doesn't matter can i tell you this when you come into the presence of god in a local church you will feel the presence of god in that place i don't know if you have ever felt this you know sometimes it happens when you're worshiping the lord when you're just singing songs you know in the midst of all of the believers and you're lost in worship you feel like god is speaking to you there you feel like god is there you feel like god is real okay and can i tell you it's not just a feeling it's not just a feeling 
it's you feel that way because god is really present in that place he's really present in that place i want you to you know i want to show you a couple of scriptures okay god speaking this is in the old testament he's speaking to the people there exodus chapter 25 verse 8 here's what he god told the people and let them that is a people of israel let them make me a sanctuary that i may dwell amongst them i may dwell in their midst i may dwell amongst them what is god saying listen if god is everywhere then god why do you need a sanctuary to come and dwell in this place because he wants can i get tell i want us to get this okay he wants to make himself known to you he wants to make himself known to you man this is god man this has to be god man he wants you to come into a place where you say that man god is real and that's what the manifest or the tangible presence of god is exodus chapter 25 verse 22 god says you know in the remaining the latter part of that chapter he says and there i will meet with you and guess what i will speak to you i'll speak with you you know i, I don't know if you ever come into this place where you thought that man is this my voice or is this god's voice all right sometimes you know we get confused man is this god speaking or is this me speaking can i tell you maybe maybe what if that was god trying to speak to you and garner your attention what if god was trying to garner your attention you know through the words that he spoke all right new testament jesus said this we have heard the scripture probably so many times okay matthew chapter 18 verse 20 what does it say for where two or three are gathered what does he say together in my name and there in the midst of them all of us we are gathered here this morning because of one name his name is jesus he's there in our midst he's there in our midst that's a promise that's a promise listen whether you want to believe in this promise or whether you don't want to believe it that's up to you but he's saying listen when you are gathered in my name for my sake i'll be there in your midst i'll be there in your midst and that is why church is so important for us to understand listen when we come together as a local church when we are gathered together as a body when we are gathered together as believers we will experience the tangible the real presence or the you know the presence of god in that place i, I don't know if you remember you know moses okay through the exodus you know when he walked out of egypt okay with the israelites and he was going through uh, you know before he reaches the red sea and he crosses the red sea he's going through the wilderness all right you know what god told god was so unhappy but what was the children of israel was doing with all the sin and everything that they were doing you know what god told moses you know what you guys go into the promised land i'm not coming and moses makes this famous prayer you know that's been quoted so many times you know all over the place you know what moses says lord if your presence does not go with us you know how he completes it you know how he completes it he's saying lord if your presence does not go with us how will the people of the world know that we are your people how will the people of the world know that we are your people it's his presence that makes us stand out from the people in the world it's his presence that makes us stand out from the people in the world we are not the same people as the people in the world i want us to get this all right if there's anything you know that i want us to take back this morning all right we need to understand that listen i'm carrying the presence of god wherever i go i'm carrying the presence the manifest the tangible presence of god wherever i go when i'm with my friends when i'm with my family with my relatives you know if i'm in my workplace in my college wherever i go i'm carrying the manifest the tangible presence of god 
And that's why Moses said, listen, it's your presence that makes a difference. I remember, you know, a couple of years ago, um, when we were still in Mangalore and, you know, how many of you heard of NITK, Suratkal? Okay, it's supposed to be one of the top engineering colleges in India. All right. And we had like a good number of, you know, students who were coming there from there, you know, into our church in Mangalore. Around 20, 30 students used to come from that place. And I remember, you know, every week, you know, I used to go to that college and we used to have, you know, the prayer, prayer group and we used to have the Bible studies. I remember, you know, one, one, one of the days... Um, and most of these students are like top-notch students, okay? They are really bright, they're really intelligent, okay? Really stand out of the crowd kind of students, but they also believe us. And I remember sitting down with them and I asked them this question, listen, what's the difference between you and the student that you are and the student who's not a believer? And I want to ask the same question to all of us this morning. What's the difference between you and somebody who does not know Jesus, who does not believe in Jesus? Because here's the question I told them. You study from the same textbook. You write the same exam. And you know, you ultimately look for, you know, a similar job and some of you might get placed together in the same job. So what's the difference between you and them? And here's what I want us to understand. There is a difference. There's a difference. The fact that the presence of God is there in you and they don't have it. If there's something that demarcates or something that separates you from the remaining part of the world, or the remaining people in the world is the fact that you have been chosen by God in His divinity to carry His presence wherever you go. And guess what? Wherever you go, when you carry the presence of God, people around you will start noticing there's something different about you. But we got to believe that. We got to understand that. We've got to be able to come to that understanding that, listen, there is a difference. All right. One more story and we go into the next point. All right. Um, Again, back in Mangalore, you know, we used to have what's called as, you know, the, some of the youth meetings, okay, we used to call it plug-in back in Mangalore, what we call Alexia. Some of you know what Alex is, okay. Alex is something similar to plug-in what used to happen back in Mangalore. And I remember, you know, like every time once the meeting was over, I would try to meet up with some of the new people who was there in that meeting. And I remember this distinctly, this one time, this one person who came forward and he said he was really excited. Okay, he was really excited and he said, man, this was really good. You know, this whole meeting was amazing. This, this thing was really good. And I always, I mean, I always do that. If somebody tells me that it's really good, I always try to press a little further and ask him, well, what was really good? You know, what, 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 what was good? What did you feel that was really good? And he, I remember him telling me this so distinctly. He told me that, man, everything was so good. All right. And he told me this very distinctly. He said, I've been to so many meetings. But there's something about this meeting, you know, the warmth or, you know, that, 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 that atmosphere. There's something about this place that really stood out from all the other meetings that I have possibly attended. And I'm standing there and I'm listening to him. I immediately know what the difference was. You know what the difference was? Come on, church. It was the presence of God. It was the presence of God. Listen, church, can I tell you this? You can go to any meeting in the world where there are people who are gathered together. There are people all around you and you can see all of those things there. But the difference when you come into a local church is that the presence of God is there in that place. And that makes the whole difference that is there. This is why church, I'm telling you again and again, it's important. Listen, when you come into the local church, do you know what you're able to experience? Not just the fact that there are people who are there around you, but you get to experience the presence of God in that place like you never experienced Him before. Alright? So number one reason... It's the presence of God. Here's the number two reason. It's the power of God. God's power. 
when you come together as a local church when we come together we gather together as believers in a local church we get to experience what's called as the power of god again this is the same scripture okay it's known to us but i want to read it out matthew 18 verse 19 to 20 jesus says this again i say to you that if two of you agree concerning anything that they ask it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three are gathered together in my name i'm there in the midst of them jesus is saying these two things together listen if two or three of you agree when you come together and if you agree upon anything here on this earth it will be done by my father who is in heaven in other words he is what he is saying where the presence of god is and then he goes on to say listen if you are gathered together in my name i'm there so he is what he's trying to say in a sense he's trying to say listen if my presence is there you ask anything in prayer in that meeting guess what's going to happen i'm going to move in answer to the prayer that we make that's why you know moments ago you know i said listen if there's any prayer need that's why we do this every week i say listen if there's anything that you want us to pray as a church for pray as a church listen it makes a whole lot of difference when we come together as a church and when we come together in the presence of god and we ask god to move in our lives the power of god makes a huge huge difference okay um again this is this i remember this um this was again like many many years ago uh there was this boy all right and he was a part of the church and uh, he got into a job all right and uh, he he got placed he got a placement you know as a part of his college so he got into this job and he was working there for a while and suddenly you know there was a huge recession that took place i don't know if you remember it was somewhere in the year 2008 2009 there was a huge economic recession that took place during that time and and uh, i remember him telling me that you know people in his job were getting fired left and right all right people who were hired freshly they were like you know they would just go into the boss's cabin come out and say man i'm fired i've got to go home you know they asked me to quit and he's sitting there and he's just you know very peaceful so and he was still a part of the church and i remember when i spoke to him and i asked him well and because many of the other people in the job they started looking for other jobs because they're like man we'll get fired any moment now we better you know look and keep a backup job just in case we get fired from this place and i remember you know asking him are you looking for another job you know what he said i'm not I'm like man why are you not looking for any other job because everyone else around you is looking for a job and he said no i'm not looking for any other job because i somehow feel that god's is asking me to stay put in this job I said fine and then he asked for prayers and you know we as a church we started praying for you know his job thing everything you know we we literally brought the whole thing before the lord in prayer and then he says a week later true story a week later all right the boss calls him into the cabin okay and he's going in there thinking that you know this is it this is the call you know i'm going to get fired right now and he goes into that cabin and the boss sits him down and tells him you know what we want to hand you a promotion we want to hand you a promotion and he was shocked and he's like you're firing people left and right and here you're sitting me and giving me this promotion and he said yes it's true that you know as a company we had to fire a lot of people but we were looking out for the people whom we can actually take in and keep them and i've seen you work i've seen your work and i want to give you this promotion church what was the difference the power of god it was the power of god as a church you know we came together we prayed and we believed that man he is going to see the blessing of god in that place and he was able to see the power of god work in his workplace can i ask you this church listen 
do you want the power of god to move in your life and most of us you know nobody will say that no i don't want the power of god i'm pretty good by myself we all say that we want to see the power of god work in our in our studies in our relationships in our family in our you know any area that you name we want to see the power of god at work but here's a question how many of us are willing to say and come to a place of commitment and say that listen listen i want to see the power of god at work that's why i'm going to commit myself to going to a local church every sunday we don't do that leviticus you know it says this leviticus 26 verse 8 it says you know five of you shall chase a hundred i mean look at the math okay it doesn't make sense at all does it five of you shall chase a hundred and a hundred of you shall put 10000 to flight i mean how, how is that even possible I mean, I want you to think about how is that even possible? How is it possible that man five of us? I mean, okay, we we like we might be five people, six people of us here, you know, this morning. Yeah. All right. Can you imagine just you know just few of us, you know, just going and chasing hundred people? It would tire us out, wouldn't it? I mean, we would get so exhausted by running behind you know hundred people, and then he goes on to say, and the, and a hundred of you shall put a ten thousand to flight. God, that's impossible, God. That's not going to work. How are you saying that this is going to work? You know what? How is it going to work? The power of God, and that's why you know it doesn't make sense. Can I tell you? Sometimes you know God's math doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Sometimes you know what God is doing. God, logically, it's not possible. Scientifically, aha. But you know how it's possible for God? Because the power of God is at work every time people come together. Look at this. when just five he's saying when you just five of you come together you can chase 100 people and if 100 of you come together with the power of god you can chase 10000 you want to see a breakthrough in your life church i want to tell you this listen learn to commit yourself to coming on sunday mornings every sunday listen be a part of the local church you know i remember There was a man of God. He puts it this way: you know, people sometimes have a very difficult way of committing to the local church. Okay, and he compares them, you know, to two kinds of—I don't know whether to call it insects or—he says, you know, people are like butterflies or bullfrogs. All right, you know who butterflies are? Butterfly, you know, the butterfly, right? Butterfly just flies around. All right, it goes and sits in one place. It looks at everything. and says okay bye and then it takes off and it goes off into another so people are some people are like that you know they love to hop from church to church to church to church they never want to stay committed or you know stay fixed in a single particular church some people are like bullfrogs i don't know if you've seen a bullfrog okay bullfrog you know they say bullfrogs are you know frogs who just sit quietly you know for a very long period of time as long as you don't disturb it it will not disturb you so some people are like bullfrogs you know what they do they come to a church and they sit and they part of the service they come every sunday all of that till till somebody tries to make a connection with them somebody tries to build a relationship with them somebody tries to you know reach out to them and say hey listen you know i want to reach out to you i want to get to know who you are and then something or you know someone says something or someone does something they get offended and you know what happens they leave So people are like either jumping hopping from church to church or there are people who get offended from a church and they go off into another church. And the problem with both of these situations is that man if you're not willing to come to a place where you're committed and you you know allow your roots to like really go deeper and firmer you know what happens we do not get to experience the power of God in our lives the way that God wants us to experience it. 
some people you know they say some people are like you know they 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 go to different churches in different weeks okay depending on the mood it's like you know they say it's like you know they pick a restaurant i mean we don't go to the same restaurant every single time do we 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 go to a restaurant depending on what our mood of oh, today i feel like eating this i'll go here today i feel like eating that i'll go here you know depending on our mood and some people are like that they find it difficult man to be able to commit to a local church and say that you know what i don't like this church i mean the worship is nice and short you know 20 minutes okay that that bald headed preacher he goes on like for one hour he doesn't stop he doesn't know when it's time to stop he wears a watch okay there's a clock right in front of him he still doesn't know when to stop i don't think i want to be a part of that okay and i'm telling you church the reason why i'm saying all of these things listen when you understand that listen the reason why god wants us to be a part of a local church is so that we can experience the best what god has in store for us let me show you another scripture all right psalms 92 was 13 to 14 all right those who are planted everybody say planted planted in the house of the lord shall flourish in the courts of our god i will stop right there you know this word um, house of the lord okay is also translated as guess what family those who are planted in the family of the lord those who are planted in the house of the lord where will they be flourishing in the courts of our god if you are rooted in the local church if you allow your roots to go deep into the local church you know what happens anywhere you go out so can i ask you this does the earth belong to the lord does everything that you see outside in this world does it belong to the lord come on church of course it does anything and everything you name it that's under the sun belongs to the lord so what's he saying listen those are all his courts i want you to picture it this way those are all his courts you know when the minute i step out of the local church the minute i step out of that those all of those places belong to him now how am i going to see success how am i going to see a blessing come in those places where i go in if i learn to be footed strong footed inside of the local church wherever i take my foot and i step out i will see the blessing of the lord come into my life to pass whether it's in my college whether it's in my workplace i name it i can step in there and i can immediately see the blessing of lord come into place why because that's what the promise says if i am planted in the house of the lord i shall see the flourishing in the courts of my god let's check what they shall still bear fruit in their old age they shall be fresh and flourishing they shall be fresh and flourishing think about it all right think about it um again okay i mean each point i you know i was reminded of so many testimonies okay that i've seen over the years okay and i remember this testimony of this boy he was really struggling he was again a part of the church but not fully committed he would like come and go when he feels like okay so one sunday is there maybe next two three sundays he wouldn't be there and he was like on and off you know to the local church and i remember trying to reach out to him trying to tell him the same things that i've told all of you listen be a part of the church come every sunday try not to miss church all right and and he would not really pay attention till he came to a place where he was trying to go abroad into the us all right and uh, somehow or the other you know he could not get into the us he just couldn't work it out and i remember sitting down one day because he came to a place he was so broken he came into a place where we sat down together and i told him listen why don't you do what i've been asking you to do for the last so many years 10 15 almost 10 to 12 years he was a part of the church all right and i remember telling why don't you at least now come into a place 
where you just commit yourself to the local church be accountable to the church leadership come into the church be a part of it and i told him that day i promise you you will see a breakthrough happen in your life somehow you know he was so broken and he decided okay you know what that's what i'm going to do he started coming every sunday regularly he became a part of the cell group you know that was there and over a period of time within a period of i think 2 or 3 months he finally got an opening into the us today he's doing well in the us why did that happen because he was willing to say that listen i want to be planted in the house of the lord church can i tell you this listen many of us you know we come into a place where we do a lot of hard work we 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 struggle we toil it out we do all of these things all right and i keep telling them listen you don't understand you know the difference that can make in your life is not about how much you struggle and how much you toil it's about listen do you want to see the power of god manifest in your life do you want to see you know god literally move in places and in areas where you know by your efforts and by your abilities you would never be able to get through into that god can open impossible doors for you if you learn to commit yourself into a local church so two things okay number one why is it important to be a part of the local church you get to experience the presence of god in that place number two you get to experience the power of god okay the third point also starts with a p i wonder how that was possible all right it starts with a p it's the people of god okay it's god's people you get to experience god's people now i know that you know man oh pastor i like your first two points i'm not sure i sit well with this because when me and people huh you know that's that's not something that's not a piece of cake for me that's not you know that's not like good for me okay i i i remember again there was one one of the guys you know long back so many years back i remember he said you know what danny uh, church is not for me okay church i mean man you got to meet with the people you got to say hi and you got to put on this fake smile even though you don't feel like it okay and you know the pastor will come up on the stage and say how many of you are glad to be in the presence of god and everybody will raise up their hands and that's not me that's faking it man that's hypocrisy I, you know he's went on and on about all of those things and he said man my relationship with god is good i am in the presence of god every day i'm able to read god's word every day and i will maintain my spiritual life the way it is and you know what i seen two years just two years i remember this so well just two years you know what happened he walked away from god he literally walked away from god can i tell you this church the reason why i'm saying god's people is so important i want us to understand this is a statement that i want to make god's power and presence flows through his people you want to experience the presence of god you want to experience the power of god how does it flow in it flows through the people of god that god has placed it's a privilege can i tell you this it's a privilege to be a part of the people of god you know peter peter puts it this way okay first peter chapter 2 verse 10 here's what he says who once were not a people but are now the people of god First Peter chapter two verse ten: Who once were not a people, but now are the people of God. Paul puts it this way in the book of Romans chapter nine verse twenty-five. He says, as he also says in Hosea, "I will call them my people who were not my people." You know what God is saying? Those people, they're mine. Those people, they're mine. You, as a church, belong to me. That's what God is saying. 
God holds it in, you know, so much of esteem and so much of high regard. He's saying, listen, these are my people. Hosea chapter 2 verse 23 where, you know, Paul took his quotation from, then I will say to those who are not my people, you are my people and they shall say, you are my God. Can I tell you, church, it's a privilege to be called as the people of God. It's just a privilege. I mean, when we look at our lives, you know, like I said, you know, in the beginning of today's message, man, there's nothing that stands out in our lives that can say that, man, I'm worthy to be called as a child of God. I'm not. I've messed up. I've done, you know, so many things that is not right in the presence and the sight of God. But yet God in his divine mercy, in his divinity was willing to say that, listen, I want to call you my own. I want to call you my own. And don't say that, man, you don't have somebody in your life. I am there for you and I am there with you. It's good to be a part of the people of God. But here's what I want us to understand. We need other people. Can I ask you all, you know, to do something this morning? Is that okay? Okay. Can you say this with me? Can we all say this together? Are you ready? I need people in my life. Are you ready? Let's all do this together, okay? I need people in my life. You know, when you said that statement, do you know what you actually did? You actually said yes to God. I want to think about this, okay? When God created... The first man, Adam. You know what he said? It's not good. I don't know if you ever thought about this. God looked at Adam and he said, Not good. I'm thinking, you know what? God, I mean, you created us pretty all right. You know, I mean, what's wrong with us? I mean, we are men. We have, you know, we created good. I mean, you said you created us in your own image. But he said, it's not good. He doesn't stop, by the way. If any of you pick that out, okay. He says, it's not good. That man remains alone. He said, and, and think about this, okay? Adam was in the presence of God. He's not alone. He's with God. He's not alone at all. And why is God saying that man, it's not good that man remains alone? Why? Because listen, church, I want us to understand this. The reason why God said, despite the fact that Adam was in the presence of God, Adam probably experienced the presence of God, but still God said, it's not good that he remains alone. You know why he said that? Because he understood one thing which I want us as a church to understand. He knew that it was not good for man to remain alone, subtracted or, you know, away from the people that God himself has called us. We need people in our lives. So why do you need people in our lives? Okay, think about, you know, the, the, the greatest commandment that Jesus was asked. What's the greatest commandment that Jesus was asked? What did Jesus say? Two things. Love your God with all of your heart, mind and soul. And what's the second one? Love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, can I, can I, can I, um, you know, give it in an easier way? Is that okay? Okay. Two things are important for in the eyes of Jesus with God. Relationship with God and relationship with other people. Why do you need God's people? Why is it important? Okay. Here's what uh, Paul writes to the church at Corinth. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 20. Here's what he says. How is it then brothers? Whenever you come together, like us, all right, whenever we come together, that each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for what? For edification. You know what God is saying? Listen, you want me to speak to you? You want me to do something for you? You want me to encourage you? You want me to uplift you? You know how that's going to happen? I've designed a principle around that. That's only going to happen 
if you are willing to come together as a local church when you come together as a local church what's he saying each of you will have a psalm you'll have a song to sing to somebody to encourage them to uplift them you will have you know a teaching you can teach something you know what you have experienced in your own life you can tell somebody hey listen don't do that i've been there this is how you should go about it and he's saying he's going on to saying listen you have a tongue you have a revelation you have an interpretation you want god to speak to you do you know what god has designed it for you know why god has designed a church so that man you listen you humble yourself and you say that listen i need what they are having to give to me so that i can take it and i can run in my own personal life let me let me give you a scripture which you know for years i could never wrap myself around okay uh here's what you know paul writes in galatians chapter 6 verse 2 carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of christ i could never wrap myself around this verse because it says you know you need to carry each other i mean i knew what the law of christ so law of the christ, law of christ is simply this okay jesus said you know when he was sitting with disciples he said a new commandment i give you i don't know how many of you remember that i don't know how many of you remember that okay jesus told his disciples this one thing he said listen you need to love one another the way that i have loved you that's the law of christ period i mean i know that okay and and jesus i get it i mean that that's fine with me okay you need to love somebody the way that you have loved us i don't fully understand it i don't fully understand the depth of it but i know what the law of christ is but what i can't wrap myself around is this carrying each other's burdens i can't wrap myself around that come on. let me let me illustrate this to you why i couldn't wrap myself around this yeah come 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 where the bag where the bag okay so you got jafia jafia looks nice no come on let's all give her a hand all right come here come here come here see she's already staying away she's carrying a bag most of us spiritually we look like this we look good jafia you look good okay we look like this what do i mean by we look like this we all have what we call burdens that we carry we all have a bag and what's in the bag don't open the bag what's in the bag bag is all of our worries all of our burdens all of the things that we are carrying and you know what he's saying here listen you do, you shouldn't be the one who's carrying that bag you know who you should be carrying who should be carrying that bag carry each other's burdens i need to be carrying jafia's bag and what does that mean you know and let me tell you why i couldn't wrap myself around this you know because for her hold it for her to give me her bag guess what she has to do with me one word which we find ourselves very difficult to wrap ourselves around with you know what's that word trust she's got to trust me to give her bag of her burdens her problems all of her worries all of her anxieties everything that she's carrying she's got to come to a place where she trusts me wholly enough to say that you know what i'm carrying all of these things i'm carrying all of these things i'm this is weighing me down this is weighing me down and i cannot carry this anymore would you take this from me and he's saying here listen you've got to carry each other's burdens and when you do that when if i'm taking this burden from her and i'm saying listen jafia you don't have to carry this anymore let me do this for you you know what happens check her out she's free she's completely free why who's carrying the burden for her i'm doing it 
Are you understanding this church? He's saying, listen, how do you fulfill the law of Christ? How do you love somebody the way that Jesus Christ has loved you? When you learn to, you listen, trust somebody and give them, you know, the ability to see into your life, to listen to your problems, to listen to what you're going through and say that, listen, this is what my life is like. I'm willing to trust you to open up my life to you so that I can share what I'm going through and share what I'm carrying so that, listen, I don't have to carry this myself and I can be free in the presence of God. Does this make sense? But what's the problem? The trust factor. I've got to learn to trust her. She's got to learn to trust me. And then let me tell you this. When I carry that bag, is it going to weigh me down? I want to think about this. Will that bag weigh me down? Of course not. Do you know why? Because my emotions are not connected to that problem. So you know what, what, what I'm free to do? I'm free to take that problem and place it at the feet of Jesus and say, Jesus, these are the problems that my friend Jaffia is going through. And Lord, I want you to do something in her life for those problems. Many times, you know, I mean, I don't know, I don't have the scripture up on screen, okay? But if you remember, Peter said this, you know, you need to learn to cast your cares into the feet of the Lord. You know what we do many times? You know what we do? Give me the back, okay? Let's say, let's say, you know, this, 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 this is, uh, okay, the chair is the, the feet of Jesus, all right? I, when I'm in the presence of God, you know what I do? I take the, my problems and I place it at his feet. Jesus, do something about it. Jesus... Are you there? Jesus? The problem is still there, Jesus. Oh, you're not going to do anything about it. I might as well take it. You know what we do? Many times in the presence of God, this is what we do. We say, Lord, this is my problem. This is my problem. And then when we come out of the presence of God, we're still carrying the same bag. Jesus didn't do anything about it. Let me, let me, let me take it. Let me try something else. Let me this. And we keep carrying this bag and bag. You know, thank Jaffia that she brought a small bag. Thanks, Jaffia. You can sit. You can put your hands together for Jaffia. All right. Here's what I don't want us to miss. He's saying, listen, you've got to come to a place where you're willing to carry your problems. Not just your problems. You've got to be willing to come and share what you're carrying with somebody else in the local church. This is why, you know, God's people are so important. We are not, can I tell you this? What does is, what is God call us as a church? You know, what's the synonym? One of the synonyms that's used for the church people? Come on. It's, it's compared to an animal. Sheep, yeah. We're called often as what? The sheep. We are, you know, we are the sheep and he's the shepherd, Right? Do you know that sheep are not designed to carry heavy loads? Did you know that? Only camels are. Sheep are not designed to carry heavy loads. But yet, you know what we find ourselves in? We carry every single load and every single problem and every single burden in our lives. And that's why it weighs us down so much. That man, because we don't trust people, because we don't, you know, we don't like people. And because man, people, people, you know, they've hurt me. They offended me. We get into all of that rituals that we keep carrying the problems you know what it does it weighs us down so much that we are not free to be in the presence of God we can't focus can I tell you you know listen they say depression is the number one number one disease in the world number one do you know why depression is the number one disease in the world 
because every person i'm telling you this i promise you this you talk to any person who's been through depression i promise you the problems that they have carried they have not shared it with anybody in the world they don't share and as a result what happens it weighs you down weighs you down weighs you down weighs you down it brings you down into a place where you can no longer carry it and finally people come to a place not just depression suicide and you name it all of those things start coming and popping up let me show you something you know in the old testament okay and we'll close with that okay moses all right moses was told this all right and he was asked to make something by the lord that was called as a signal trumpets okay numbers chapter 31 verse 6 Numbers chapter 31 verse 6 it says then Moses sent them to the war 1000 from each tribe he sent them to the war which Phinehas the son of Eleazar the priest and the holy articles and the signal trumpets in his hand okay stay with me the signal trumpets okay numbers chapter 10 verse 1 to 2 and the lord spoke to moses saying make two silver trumpets for yourself you shall make them of hammered work so hammered silver trumpets you shall use them for what look at what he's asked him to use them for he's used them to call the congregation and for directing the movement of the camps why are these trumpets you know important it's so that you know they can come together does it ring a bell come together they come together as a church and then what when they come together and it also gives them a direction in which they need to move forward with two things and here's the last one numbers chapter 10 verse 9 when you go to war in your land against the enemy who oppresses you then you shall sound an alarm with these same trumpets and you shall be remembered before the lord your god and you will be saved from your enemies can i ask you this church are we in battle with any enemy today who's the enemy who's the enemy satan is Can you see three things there? Okay. Can you see three things there? I mean, you know what I always believe the best message has always three points. Okay. See, there's three points right there. What are the three points? Listen, go back, go back. What are the three points? Number 1, they have to come together. What are the signal trumpets for? They come together as a local church when you come together. and then what happens you are placed with direction okay and the, the earlier verse you know that we read from paul you know what he said you do that so that you are edified when you come together we are edified with each other not only are we edified with each other man when we don't have clarity when we come together there is a clarity that comes in on how to move forward in your life and here's the last thing when you come together you're saved from the enemy there is protection in the house of the lord there is protection when you come together as a church now Why should we be in church? Okay, let me just close, you know, by few things that I want to say. Sheep in a sheep pen. Picture that. Okay, maybe you remember a cartoon. Fine. When the wolf comes, which sheep does the wolf catch? The ones who are farther away from the shepherd. the ones who are on the edge of the fence the ones you know who are isolated themselves the ones who are alone it's so easy for the wolf to catch someone who's on the outside of the fence is that not true why because they're all alone there's no protection there there's nothing there 
So that is why you know what you know what's one of the biggest encouragement I hope you never forget this church one of the biggest encouragements that I want you to do when you come into a local church how do you remain committed how do you make sure that man you're protected from the enemy you got to make sure that you move all the way to the center why because the center is where all the crowd is and it's not easy for the wolf to spot you out from inside that crowd and pick you out and pull you out and tear you into pieces hello there is protection in the presence of god in amongst his people okay one last thing and i promise we're done with this okay there's a word you know that that's used in scripture which again i had not understood for so long all right now let, let me give you this example let's say i bought a new car okay brand new car all right brand new car amazing and i say you know what you need to come home and i'll show you my new car so you all come home all right picture this you all come home and you see this new car but guess what i've got four wheels like on the side i've got my car engine on this side i've got my steering wheel you know up on the roof i've got my new car but what's the problem with it what's the problem with my car i mean it's brand new what's the problem why is it not functional the parts are in different places so what needs to be done i'm looking for a word they're not they're not working together but before they work together what should be done they should be put together give me a word for put together connection okay okay but give me a word like put together is right but i want you to get that word because that's the word i want to show you gather put together come on you guys should be telling me this word you know avengers so thank you so much <laughs> assemble exactly man my car is not going to work my car is not going to function if the the parts are not assembled together chacha are you getting this it needs to be assembled together listen church i want us to understand this listen why is it important to be a part of a local church listen each of us have a function god's put a gift in each of our hands man magnus plays the keys he plays fantastically don't you agree come on can you put your hands together for magnus for his keys yeah you know somebody asked me pastor can you play the keys ha 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 i can stand up here and do this dance but i can't do what he does i can't I think you know man Neha and Jaffia they sing really well. I heard she sings well too. Okay. But man if you ask me to sing you probably never come back next week. But what happens when we come together? The power and the presence of God works so powerfully that will never work if I were to function. You want to see the word assemble now? Are you ready? Pastor is this really there in the Bible? Yeah, yeah, the word assemble is very much there in the Bible. All right, here we go. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. Not forsaking the what? Come on, church. Not forsaking the what? Assembling. Probably the only word that you'll remember after today's message is the word assemble. Assemble. I've got to assemble. 
What's he saying? What is Paul saying? I mean, again, it's they say it's not Paul. It could be somebody else. Okay, but what's he saying? He's saying not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more you see the day approaching. What's the day? The day is the day of judgment. The day is the final day, second coming of Jesus. I mean, all of those things are happening. All right. What's he saying? Don't stop doing what you're doing. Don't stop assembling yourself. Don't stop doing this. You know what you're doing. Listen, man, you know, you think about, you know, that movie. Do you think that each of the heroes could actually function individually? Probably they could. But what made the difference when they came together? It was a power that, you know, could not be compared. Can I tell you, church? We carry a greater power. Hello, church. Can somebody say Amen. There's somebody here in this place that carries a greater power than the cartoon and all movies put together. We carry the power and the presence of God. Cannot be compared to anyone. Can we function individually to a certain extent? We can. But what makes a greater experience of His power? What makes a greater experience of His presence? Is when we come together, when we assemble together in the name of the Lord. Why should we go to church? We should go to church to experience the presence of God, to experience the power of God, and whether you like it or not, to experience the people of God in His house. That really spoke to me, and I pray that it spoke to you as well. I want you to remember this: it doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at. Our heavenly Father is always with you. I want to say this: if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us, send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder: don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again. And I'm really hoping to see you next week.